on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am your host, Charlie. And this week, I am joined by returning guest, two-time returning guest, I should say. This is his third appearance, first of the new year. Please welcome back, Steve. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> welcome back, Steve. Uh, first appearance of the new year. Uh, you were on last year for uh, predicting the Super Bowl. That didn't really go so well, sorry. Oh. And then you were on for uh, Steve Toberfest, where we uh, tried four or five different Oktoberfest beers after work. I actually made a Bengals prediction in that episode, too, and that didn't go well either. No, uh, just need to stay away from maybe making those kinds of predictions. And predicting that... the Bengals have a terrible year next year. <laughs> and we'll see if that doesn't go that uh, way. So. You're, you're tempting uh, karma here. I'm, I'm trying to... What is that? The, uh... I can't think of it. Uh, reverse psychology? There you go. Oh, okay. I was like trying to figure it out for you there too. So, But welcome, Steve. Uh, we got ourselves a flight of beer again. And that, the last episode you were on, we did four to five different Oktoberfest beers. But now we have four different beers being the start of the year in January. We have the Moosehead Lager uh, out of uh, Canada. It is... 5% alcohol by volume. Then we have the Samuel Adams Cold Snap White Ale. And I really wish that Sam Adams would make this a year-round beer rather than a seasonal because it is just that damn good. 5.3% uh, alcohol by volume for the Sam Adams. And then we have returning favorite. I think this won the Glovey last year for best beer of 2022. And that is the German Irish style lager or the Gill from Westside Brewing, 5.5% alcohol by volume. And then finally, we finish it off with the Hofbrau Winter Special uh, at a whopping 8.4% alcohol by volume. And, uh, the Gill should be a year round beer, too. Yes. So good. Yes. I totally, the Samuel Adams Cold Snap, the Gill, and the Braxton Scooter, all three should just be year round beers. But, all right. You want to go one at a time here, or do you want to do like one talk, or, or however you want to do it? One at a time works for me. All right. So let's start with, you want to start at the light end and yeah. just work our way up? Okay. Let's start with the Moosehead. The Moosehead Lager out of. St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Prost. Prost. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've had Moosehead before. I've said it before, I'll say it again. That is the best, the best Canadian beer that I've ever had. And that I I've there's all there's not that many Canadian beers out there, but out of the three that I know, that's number one. It's better than Labatt Blue, and I think that's the only one I've had. So and that you never had Molson? Mm -mm. And that Molson is uh number two in my opinion. And that I I like um Moosehead number one, Molson. They have an original Molson lager and then they have a golden lager. I haven't had the golden yet, but the Molson beats the Labatt. And the Cincinnati Cyclones, they used to have $2 beer nights, and it would be Tall Boys. And it would either be $2 Tall Boys for either Molson or Labatt. And I always got the Molson. My brother was at a 
Cincinnati Cyclones game recently, and they it was the same night as the teddy bear toss. Yeah. And they had $2 beer night that night. I don't know if they were tall ones. No, but. no, because of uh, inflation and that it's a $2 beer, but it's the, uh, you know, 12-ounce beer. The little, little cans, and it was uh, their High Life, uh, Miller High Life, and Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hmm. And uh, Not the greatest choices, but no. when you have the champagne and beer in there, it's a, it's a pretty good choice. It's okay. I'm not saying it's the best beer. In it's the not world. Coors Banquet. Uh, no, it's not Coors Banquet, but at the same time, it is better than Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Uh, like I always tell people, just because it has a blue ribbon on the can does not mean it's a really an award winning beer. <laughs> just because they put it on the can doesn't mean they actually won anything. Right. <laughs> well, guys, the topic of this um, week's episode or second episode of the week is going to be football, which it usually is with you on here. Yep. And, that, and that's all right. I mean, we're still in football season. We're in postseason football. But before we get to that, though, how, do, how would you like to rate your performance in the college football I really wish I would have started week one. <laughs> I think I think I would have been really competitive for that first place spot if I started week one. You finished. I'm um, trying to remember. You finished in third, very very commendable third, and that. Um, and I never got less than five wins in a week, five points in a week. Yep. So if I get those first two weeks, I'm I'm at 101. If I could just do the minimum. Now, the first two weeks are also the hardest to predict because you don't know what the team's yeah, going to play. Yeah, you, you really don't know what's going to happen Maybe those first those two weeks. Maybe those would have been bad weeks either way. And then you finished third, six points behind uh, my brother Daniel, who was in second with 97. Uh, Brittany finished in uh, fourth. She just kind of fell off. I mean, she, she surged for a moment there. She was, like, right there with you, took the lead for, like, a day neck and neck. in third place, and then she just fell off and finished fourth and 77th with 77 points. K-Dog, username K-Dog 1990, finished with 66. I was so thankful somebody showed up because if Scrammy would have the the scrummy guy if he would have won fifth place with only 27 points i've been like that's just sad yeah <laughs> and then of course the host of the show it's not rigged i promise it's not rigged but for the third year in a row i am your you say it's not rigged but the week the one week that i went the one day that i went four for four we didn't get to count those games. We didn't count it because there was a glitch in the social media matrix, not of my doing. That's, that's, that's why I voted without insight. I blame Zuckerberg. <laughs> I blame Zuckerberg and his team there for that one. Yeah. But it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have got me to first, but it might have got me close to second. I don't know how uh, Daniel would have done on those picks. So Did you um you picked Michigan, right? For the Yeah championship game but you initially picked alabama to beat michigan yes and that so i did i got i went oh for two in the in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> the semifinal round but that one hurt a lot so yeah so what made you go from picking alabama and then once michigan won you were just like oh yeah michigan mostly it was the washington game and the lack of defense 
Uh, Michigan had a defense, and Washington didn't have much of a defense. Yeah. In those in the in the semifinal game, that that was my impression. Um, and I think defense wins championships, and I think it did this year. Yep. Uh, thoughts on uh, the college playoffs? and how it all turned out, the Final Four. Really glad it's going to 12 teams. Um, I do think Florida State, while they kind of embarrassed themselves there in the in their bowl game, part of that's because they didn't play hardly any other starters. Um, but I still think they should have had a shot at the playoffs. And everybody plays in the playoffs. Yeah. The, the guys don't sit, so. Yeah. But I think it was... Out. What did, we, what did I say? 27, 29 players or something like that yeah, sat. Scholarship players sat for that game. Yeah. And then still traveled with the team. It's yeah. just like, that's... I don't, I don't know how many of Georgia sat in that game, but I, I have a hard time believing that they picked the four best, or what they thought were the four best teams, and that's why Florida got screwed. But also, they left Georgia out. How was Georgia not one of the four best teams? Yeah. So I, I don't. I think they tried to have it both ways, and it didn't. Work. Well, they, I'm glad it's going to 12 teams. Well, I I just think that the playoff committee just couldn't let one time happen where they didn't bring in an SEC school. It was good that there was no SEC school in the championship. Yes, so thankful for that. It's like golly, I think was it the very first year of the playoff championship? No SEC was team was in that as well ohio state ended up being oregon in oh, the very okay. in the very first uh college playoff championship game it's the only one that ohio state won. it's the only championship ohio state has won and that, in the playoff in the playoff since it has gone to that format yes yeah. and that i still will always remember i think it was 2015 16 year that ohio state didn't win so i mean I can't believe nobody brought this up in, in favor of Georgia get not getting in in the playoff. But was it Ohio State didn't win the Big Ten title? They lost. Yeah. Penn State ended up winning the Big Ten, and they but got screwed. They got shunned for the playoffs. They got yeah. shunned out of the playoffs, but Ohio State went in instead, and Ohio State put up a goose egg against Clemson that year. Yeah. And I think that was the year that Clemson ended up going and winning the championship. One of the one of those years yeah. that they did, and uh, but it's just like, oh, really? Tell me again how Ohio State's better than Penn State? Non big non Big Ten champion makes it and puts up zero. Yeah. Mm, interesting choice there, gentlemen. Although if you're gonna lose, I do always say you should lose to the team that ends up winning the national championship. <laughs> It's or, it's just funny how that happens. If you're Ohio State this year, you lose to them and Missouri. So. Losing to Missouri, I think, was the nail in the coffin. There's going to be a lot of Ohio State. I, I still can't believe Ryan Day is still coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes right now. He's got to learn to beat Michigan if he's going to keep staying. I mean, three years in a row you lose? Well, okay, the first one was not on him. He's only been there for two out of the three losses to Michigan. He hasn't lost all of them. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure he's okay. the timing's a little fuzzy for me, but I believe you. And that, but I think he's only lost to Michigan twice. He didn't lose that first game in 2020 or whatever or 21. So, but 
I, I'm still shocked that he's he's still the coach. I thought for sure after losing to Missouri in the bowl game, it would have been like, yep, he's out. <laughs> I think they had a similar situation where a lot of players opted out, though. That could be it, too. But still, losing 14-3 to to... And it was like the most to boring, Missouri. The most boring bowl game of the year. One of the most boring. Yeah. And that, but at the same time, yeah, way to go, Missouri. You made a believer out of me this year. Yeah, they were the upset team. I, this year. I, I picked Missouri every time I could. <laughs> I picked Missouri over Georgia, even though Georgia ended up winning. And I, but it still went for them because it was like, oh, I don't know. But all right, you ready to move on to the next beer? Yeah. And that's Samuel Adams Cold Snap. I know this one. I know I like this one. Prost. Prost. Oh, all is right with the world right now. Yeah, that's a I, good I, I could just, I, I could drink this all night. This, this is, so, man, when I first had this beer, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings during March Madness, and I tried it, and then my dad saw me drinking it in the Samuel Adams glass and was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a wheat beer. And he was like, oh, is it like Blue Moon? I was like, yeah, something like that. And then he orders one, and he drinks it, and he's like, damn, Charlie, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to remember that it's a wheat beer, because most wheat beers I don't like this much, but yeah. this is really good. Well, I mean, if it's a white, when it's a white ale like this, it's usually a wheat. What Blue Moon is a wheat beer. Shock Top's wheat beer. Was the Sam Adams seasonal right before this? Was it the Winter Lager? Winter Lager, yeah. So... And that's a very that, dark, heavy. I had that once, and it's just got a little bit of a bitterness at the at like yeah. aftertaste that I don't care for. Mm. And I was so happy when the seasonal switched to the cold snap. They um Samuel Adams has a um they usually come out with two winter beers. The winter lager is one, and then they have another one. Um I think it's called like White Christmas, and it's also a lager. Hmm. I didn't and I, see that one this year. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but they usually have it. And then I saw it, and or I saw it a few years ago. And I every time, if if those two come out at the same time, I would pick the white Christmas over the lager. Okay. And that if it comes out again this year, I would totally recommend. Like, hey, don't get you know better now. Don't get the. Yeah, I, I don't get the lager, get the white Christmas. I end up just getting something else. I just don't drink the Sam Adams when, uh, or I can always go with a Boston lager. It's a solid choice. Boston lager is a good solid choice, but I usually leave that for the month of July. There you go. <laughs> and that, it's like happy Independence Day, everybody. <laughs> um, trying to think, what's um, what's the one that um, Samuel Adams came out with too? I'm trying to think of it. No, it's not Samuel Adams. It's a it's a winter beer or it's a winter lager. Bre uh, not Braxton. Christian Moorline. Christian Moorline uh, out of Cincinnati. They had one last year. I only found one can of it. I really wish I had. I could have found more. But I built my own like winter lager six pack or whatever last year for last year's Christmas episode that me and Brittany did. Yeah. Um. Or sorry, Mrs. Drop the Gloves and I did. Um and 
was it? It was called uh, the, I think it was Anvil. It was Christian Moorline Anvil, and it was it. it was a winter. It was a dark winter lager, and it was so freaking good. Oh, so good! I was like, damn it! It I was cursing that they only had one can of it because I was like, this needs to be a six pack. No, I live right near Loveland. Uh, and there's a couple of breweries on the Loveland bike trail down there that brew their own beers. And there's a there's one down I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but they have a Doppelbach that's really good. Oh, I love Doppelbox. Love Doppelbox. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of the brewery, but it's I could I could point to it if we went down there. <laughs> Christian Moorline had one a few years ago, back before they did the rebranding. Uh, called the Emancipator. That was pretty good. Uh, and then um, I think my most favorite Doppelbach that I've ever had anywhere. It comes from a brewery out of Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm trying uh, trying to remember the name. Troganager or something like that. I, it starts with a T. It's like I cannot remember, but they had they have a doppelbach. I tried it at Jungle Gems, like went to Jungle Gems, and I love how Jungle Gems you can like order a pint of beer or even like a glass of wine and shop around or whatever. I love that um, about that place. And so I got it, and it was called like the Troganager or something doppelbach. So freaking dark, but it was so good. I can't remember the alcohol by volume. I think it was like it had to be somewhere around seven or eight alcohol by volume. It was just so damn good. Uh, Narrow Path Brewing. Narrow Path. Yeah, <laughs> never heard of that one. The place. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a brand new one, Hops and Berry Tap Room. I haven't been to yet, but I've been very curious about. It's a self serve. Where they give you like a barcode and you oh, scan yeah. the barcode and it turns it turns your tap on. Yeah. And you can get, get your beer that way. Yeah, I've I've been to a place like that. When me and uh Mrs. Drop the Gloves went to uh Savannah. Okay. Uh, or no, was it Savannah? No, California. Car Carlsbad. We went to a place out in Carlsbad, California, uh for our third anniversary, I think. And um there was a place where they gave you a wristband with a barcode or something, and that would activate the tap, and then you could okay. pour however much you wanted. Like, if you wanted to sample it, you could sample it. Or if you wanted to pour a whole pint, you could pour a pint. They might do a wristband. I didn't I didn't actually drink there. I just walked in, took a look, and I was with my daughter, and she didn't want to sit down and watch me drink beer. So I can't remember exactly what I had there, but uh, I know at least one of them was good, because uh, I was even like, ooh, this... This looks good. <laughs> uh, this is a this could be a favorite of mine if only they sell it uh sold it over here on the East Coast side. Yeah. On I'm still looking for a beer that my dad tried and that at the LA uh X airport. And that uh I'm still looking for it. The the it's it's like the holy grail of beers that I'm looking for. It's like one of those things where it's like, if dad says it's good, I have to believe him and I have to try it. And I'm looking for it. It's It's been like, I don't know how many years since he's tried it and I'm still looking. Well, you say he's big on the moose head and I agree with his taste on that. So, and so did my former co-host. 
And that my former co-host, he never had Moosehead before, but then he tried it and he was like, he was like, man, your dad knows what he's doing. <laughs> was yeah, like, told, told you. And that's up. Uh, all right. Playoff football. NFL. Uh, we got two games Saturday and then we got two games on Sunday. And that Texans beat the Cleveland Browns. So now they will face the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Mrs. Drop the Gloves mom, wherever you are. Sorry. But uh, the Packers beat the Cowboys and will face the 49ers. And then on Sunday, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Thoughts on the playoffs so far or the matchups upcoming? So I know which team I'm cheering for in all but one game. Uh, the one I don't know who to cheer for is Texans-Ravens. I don't like the Texans. I don't like the Ravens. And they can't end in a tie. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think the Ravens are going to win that game. I think the Ravens are are pretty hot right now and I think they're going to be hard to beat. Ravens are favored by nine and a half. So are the 49ers. They're also favored by nine and, and a I'm, half. I'm cheering for the Packers in that one easy. Um, oh, I got to. I'm a, like I said, I'm a Chiefs head. I, I got I got to go for Green Bay. They're my NFC team. If I got to pick an NFC team, they're it. Mm -hmm. Uh see here tampa bay detroit detroit's favored by six and a half at home that's moved a little bit i think it was closer earlier in the week hmm. and then buffalo's favored by two and a half over at chiefs easy to cheer for the bills there the bills are my backup team when the Bengals aren't doing well mm. um so they're probably gonna lose because that's what happens <laughs> the the only team that i really don't want to win this year's super bowl is the ravens that's it I just don't want the Ravens. Actually, no, I take that back. I would be okay with the Ravens winning. I don't want the Chiefs winning again. Yeah, a AFC, I would love to see Bills, Packers, Super Bowl. Oh, that would be so cool. I think that's a cool Super Bowl. Um, that that just Where is the Super Bowl this year? Do you know? Vegas. Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a fun Super Bowl. I don't think the Packers are making it there. I'll be cheering for them. I don't think they're getting past the 49ers. What What if it was Green Bay versus Detroit? I kind of got to cheer for Detroit just because it's been so rough for them. <laughs> you got the NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Lions. It's just like, oh, dear Lord, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's hard to cheer against Green Bay for me. Uh, it, it 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 would be hard for me to cheer against Green Bay, and I'm not a Lions fan, but like, but it's the I, underdog. Yes, yes, and we as Americans, we love the underdog. Yeah, uh, Detroit versus Packers for an NFC. I I would love to watch that game. If so, I'm, if I'm picking wins, though, I think I'm picking Ravens, Niners, Lions, and. Chiefs as much as it hurts me. That's not the teams I'm cheering for, but those are the ones I'm picking to win. Hmm. Over under for Chiefs Bills is 45 and a half. Buccaneers Lions 49 and a half. Packers 49ers 50 and a half. And then Texans Ravens uh 43 and a half. It sounds like they anticipate some high scoring games. Yeah. Should be fun. 
So don't expect defense. <laughs> that wasn't that full before. No, I added a little bit more there for you. I was like, I, I don't want to feel like I'm cheating you. All right, so we are now moving on to the West Side Brewing Gill, the German-Irish-style lager out of Cincinnati, Ohio. It's just as good as I remember. I feel like it came out earlier this year. It's It usually comes out around March or something. No, I think it... February or March or something. I feel like it always comes out right before Lent. And we're on we're on track for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're only a couple of weeks away from the Lenten season. Yeah. Uh, but hmm. I I just remember like the the very first time that I tried this, I tried it around the month of March. I know that. That's why I think maybe that's why I think that is because I had it around March or so. But Westside Brewing. Like I've said before, and I'll say again on this show, like we, this, you guys have to be the best craft brewery in the, the world, in the greater Cincinnati area. <laughs> I, I want to know about the world yet. I've only tried to, I've only sampled most of the U.S. Uh, um, there's some states that I've yet to try. Um, Don't go out west. All they've got is IPAs. The craft breweries out there are full I've of tried, IPAs. I've tried a few California beers that weren't IPAs. I wouldn't. Uh, so I was Northwest. I wouldn't. Ah, uh, okay. You're thinking like Colorado, Oregon, Montana. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oregon or Washington and all them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I've had a Seattle beer or a Washington beer yet, or I don't think I've had an Oregon one. Mostly, I think the farthest west I've ever gone is. I've had maybe one or two from California, but after that, I think closest would be Colorado. Uh, Breckenridge is Colorado. And I know that for a fact. Um, was it Rocky Mountain Cold? Uh, no, it was not Rocky Mountain Cold. It was not the uh, Coors Light Blue Mountains. <laughs> Can't stand that light crap. <laughs> Light beer's good for an all-day drinking beer. Yes, I, I will agree with that. I, I will agree light beer is good if you're planning on drinking from, like, the time you wake up to the time you if go down. On vacation and you head out to the beach with a cooler at 9 a.m. and you crack your first one on the shore there, it better be a light beer. Yeah. Or it's going to be a long day. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to be hitting the sack early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would, going back to the playoff games, I... I have an aunt who is from Maryland, so she, I know she's rooting for the Ravens. Uh, but I think this is the weird part. So riddle me this. Aunt from Maryland married my mom's, one of my mom's brothers. And that so he moved out to Maryland to be with her and all that. And they have two kids. But now they live in Texas. Mm. So now the woman who lo who lived in Maryland and rooted for the Ravens now lives in Texas, and they just so happen to play a Texas team in the playoffs. Where's he from originally? He's from the area. Oh, he's, he's from here. He's from Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Who are they cheering for? I don't know. 
I know. I, I know. I'd be rooting for the Texans because I can't stand the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, but if you're already a Ravens fan, but there's probably part of you that's pulling for your home team too. Yeah. I mean, I'd be rooting for the Texans. I know she'll. I know she will probably definitely be rooting for the Ravens. Uh, definitely got to go for the Packers. I'm definitely going with the Lions. Lions-Packers NFC Championship game just sounds awesome at this point. And then I got to go with the Bills. Yeah, The Bills got screwed a few years ago about the whole, was it the playoff game in 2019 or something like that against the Chiefs and all that? And that's how we got the different uh, playoff uh, overtime rules and everything. So it's like, yeah, karma's a bitch. So hopefully the Bills will beat Kansas City. Let's go, it's in Buffalo, right? Yeah, it's in Buffalo. They're favored by two and a half points. And then we get to really see if the Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship can last after the playoffs. <laughs> Once the TV time wears out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once neither one of them's on TV, then we can, you know, we can judge like, oh, uh, yep. See, it was just a ploy, just a ploy. Because that's what Mrs. Tropic Love thinks. She thinks this is all a publicity stunt. They're not really together. They're just using each other for publicity. Do you know what the money line is on the Bills Chiefs game? Uh money line. Uh Buffalo is favored 150, Kansas City plus 130. Ooh, it's a tight money line too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that money line will give me a little better indication. But which way the gamblers think it's going to go. Uh, I mean, two and a half points, though. I mean, that's just... It's a tight game. That's a small margin compared to all the other ones. Yeah. And that all the other ones are like, yeah, it's going to be maybe a touchdown or more. Or something like that. Yeah. It's like... Mm. More than a touchdown, not confident enough to say 10 points. Yeah, not confident enough to say it could be a blowout. Yeah. We're, we're not there yet. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, since you're on here, we're talking playoff football and everything. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction in mind, or do you want to stay out of it this year? I want to stay out of it because I know what I want, and that's what I want to predict. But that didn't end well. No. So, because because last year you were on here and you said the greatest soup, the greatest football championship moment hasn't happened yet, and that was the Bengals and. I, I was with you. I was totally with you on that. And I didn't watch any of the playoff games, so somebody screwed up somewhere. Because <laughs> uh, that was my whole superstition. And I, But so now this year, you're just going to be like, no. There was, there was more money paying off the rest for the Chiefs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just got mad that we kept on calling it Burrowhead. <laughs> Instead of Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> How nice would it have been if our backup quarterback went in there and beat him, too? Oh, that would have been so awesome. And he was close. He was. It was close. Yes. Man. Browning did a good job. That first half, though, New Year's Eve, that first half, Browning and the Bengals looked awesome. But that yeah. second half, that's always where Kansas City is most dangerous. Yeah. That third quarter, and they were. They they made adjustments. They figured it out, and that's how they ended up winning the game. Yeah, yeah. Give them credit where it's due, but not too loudly. They've already got big heads. I was about to say, 
one's already dating a swift i mean come on <laughs> yeah and the other one has a, f- a famous tiktok brother <laughs> and he gets uh he gets all the love from Chris Collinsworth at oh, the time gosh. Chris Collinsworth has anything to say. I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. I still hate the fact that he married a cousin of the family. I don't know how he gets the money he gets for Sunday Night Football. Mm. He, he has made me turn off the TV. <laughs> like, I'm just... I, the game's sort of interesting, but I don't care about it a lot, and he's annoying, so... TV if, off. I mean, if I wa- if I actually watched football like nfl i keep up with it but i don't watch it too much especially when it's like college football is on saturday and then sunday is nfl i'd much rather watch college over nfl but if i was actually watching nfl football and he was broadcasting i would just mute the tv i'd be like i don't need to hear him i'm good (laughs) yeah sunday night football I, i i don't know i hope they're losing ratings every time he's on but the fact that he makes $5 million a year for... Yeah. For, for annoying people. Yeah. And praising... He just scratch. It's like nails on a chalkboard sometimes. Yeah, he, he just annoys people and he praises Patrick Mahomes and that's about it. And Lamar Jackson now because Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked as good, so now his new favorite guy is Lamar Jackson. Or, or when he has to reminisce about his playing days. It's yeah. like, dude, you didn't win a freaking Super Bowl with Cincinnati. Shut your mouth. You didn't have a lot to do with the wins we did get. I would much rather listen to Anthony Munoz talking about his playing days than yours. Yeah. Granted, I never played in the NFL, so I guess he's got that on me. Well, and he makes four million a year, five million a year. So he, I guess he's got that on me too. Yeah, he's got that on me too. But at least my voice doesn't sound like sound like nails on a chalkboard. But then again, I don't know because none of these uh, if, if people I, who listen to me actually respond if I'm actually annoying them or not. If I'm sitting where he's sitting. I don't think I care much about my opinion. No, you don't care about anybody. You're like, five million bucks a year? I'm good. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and collecting the money. All right. We're on our last one of the flight. We are on to the Hofbrau Winter Special 8.4. Went from 5, 5.3, 5.5, and now a whopping 8.4. It smells good. Mm Mm-hmm. I was about to say, be careful with that the, one. Uh, the texture's different, even. Yeah. It's it's really thick. It's really good. It's a little syrupy. Yeah. In, in my opinion. It's a little syrupy. I like it. Can't see through it. No, no. That's the, that's the good news. <laughs> that, that's the good thing. You can't see through it. It's a good, it's a good uh, dark beer there. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I still have the Hofbrau original in the in the uh, beer fridge too here in the penalty box, but uh, I mean it's good, but it's not the best Hofbrau no. beer that I've ever had. Like I wouldn't put it up there at number one or anything. Yeah, but, this 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 especial is good though. Mm-hmm. Very good. I mean, but I mean we just made a jump from five point five to eight point four in a matter of like ten minutes or something. So I'm hoping these are a little less than half the bottle. Cause I've got to drive home and you're already home. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. 
They don't know I'm home. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm in the penalty box. <laughs> Mrs. Drop the Gloves made him sleep in the penalty box tonight. So he's home. We don't know where the penalty box is. It's a little audio magic. Come on, man. <laughs> what is this, your first time? You can edit this if you need to. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm like Chris Collinsworth. I don't care. Right. It's all the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> what money? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I do this for fun. Who gives a shit about the money? The Big Money Podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode while trying to finish up the winter special. Um, with uh, I thought this was a fun topic, and I invited you to do it. And that is, uh, what would be your top 10 no-trade clause NFL edition? And then I, I created my list a while ago, and you and me were talking a couple hours before we even came in here and started recording and everything. I had to make one last little adjustment. One little adjustment. Good. And that, but, I mean, I got my top 10, you got your top 10, so you want to go from like 10 to one, like what is like number one being like the salute. I never want to get traded to, or you just want to go one to 10. doesn't matter the order. I think the, uh, I think I like 10 to one better. All right. Well, my number 10 Cleveland. That's fair. <laughs> That's definitely I, fair. I, I, I just, no, sorry. I can't do Cleveland. I cannot be on that team that just constantly disappoints. So my number 10's Jacksonville for similar reasons. <laughs> uh, and if I'm going to be in the hot Florida area, I got to be near a beach. Yeah. Jacksonville's really not. Yeah, Jacksonville's a little more inland. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Got to deal with all the humidity. No beach. Yeah. No. Jacksonville's it for me. Same reasons though, like just mediocre, never yeah. always underperforming. I mean, you always end up with a number 1 uh, draft pick or a first round draft pick or top 10 draft pick or whatever, but it ain't going to change much. Yeah. Uh, number nine, San Francisco. So my number nine's Dallas. Sorry, Mrs. Drop the Gloves mom. <laughs> I don't like Dallas. That's it. You just don't like Dallas. Just don't like Dallas. I, I just, San Francisco, I just don't think I would survive out there. Yeah. Well, they're on my list. They're just higher. Right? A little higher. <laughs> Uh, number eight is the uh, Chargers. Mine is a uh, similar reason for Dallas, Schittsburg Steelers. <laughs> I just don't like them. Yeah. Honestly, and it's a little bit unfair because from everything I've heard, they're a great organization to play for. And if this was real life, they probably wouldn't make the list. <laughs> because it's not, nobody's looking for me to play for their team. Yeah. They're number eight. Well, plus you live in the Cincinnati area. It's like you, Bengals are my you, team. You're, you're born and bred to hate. Schittsburg. Yeah, make totally makes sense. And uh number seven, uh the Rams. So all the California teams for me. Yeah. Just I I, I just don't think I could survive out there. Mm -hmm. I don't care how close I am to a beach. I don't care about the climate or whatever. It's just I don't think I could survive. At this point on the list, it's all about the area that it's in. Because um, I don't hate the Chicago Bears. I really don't. But I don't want to live in Chicago. And that's why they're my number seven. Yeah. I'm a cheesehead. And this pained me to put on the Ooh. list. 
it really pained me to put this team on the list. I'm already shocked. But number six, I had to go with Green Bay. And the only thing that factored in here was the cold. I hate the cold. I can barely stand driving in the snow. There's no freaking way I could handle the weather playing home games in Lambeau Field for Green Bay. Just couldn't do it. Wow. That's why they're on there. That is shocking to me. Uh, that that would be, Green Bay would be on my top list of teams I would want to play for. You would want to play for, huh? Yeah, the cold doesn't really bother me that much. Um, Q frozen. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold here today. Yeah. Uh, my number six is the Washington Commanders. I don't. Uh, I don't want to live in Washington. Yeah, I mean, hey, that that's respectable. Actually, you. I put Washington at number five. Okay, we're so close we're, on that. Yeah, we're we're really close on that, and it's just it's just, it's almost along the same lines as Cleveland. They're so mediocre and everything, and it's just like you don't want to. It sucks to disappoint a fan base that is that loyal, but at the same time, being that close to the nation's capital again, I don't think I could survive. Well, and and maybe maybe. Arizona makes my list instead of Washington in this slot for performance reasons, except for the fact that they changed their name. They're spineless and they changed their name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, trying to tell like your kids or my future kids, like, yeah, I remember when the Washington Redskins, you mean commanders. No, no, no. Redskins. Why not? Or the Baltimore Colts. Or the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. How they left town yeah. in the middle of the night. Uh, so my number five is the Washington uh, Commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever you want to call it. But my, Mine's San Francisco, and it's the same reason your San Francisco's on your list. I, I don't think I could live out there. Now they're five. There's other teams above them. The climate seems like it'd be really nice. The city looks really pretty. I've never been there. No. But still, I don't want to live in California. Yeah. It, just all the California teams. Just yeah. Yep. Plus the taxes and everything, the high taxes and everything out right. there. It's like, if I'm making like, let's say I'm making fifty million bucks a year, or whatever, out there for one of the California teams, and that I'm, I'd be lucky if I'm making at least twenty of that fifty a year or something. It's like, come on. Well, and and they can. So they're big market teams. They tend to pay their players more but they don't actually bring more home because of it because so much in taxes and cost of living. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give my money to the government. I vacationed, to, I vacationed in California for one week, and after three days, I looked at my wife and said, can we go home now? <laughs> I can't do it out there. Yes, it's pretty. Yes, it seems cool. But at the same time, when it comes down to cost of living and taxes, I would much rather live here in Kentucky. Yeah. Number four, I put Minnesota. New York Giants. And that Minnesota, same thing like Green Bay, just cold. Don't think I could do it. I've been to New York too many times. It doesn't do a thing for me. Now, they all, both New York teams almost didn't make my list because you can live in New Jersey. I don't really want to live there either. <laughs> so they went back on the list. Hey, go back to Jersey, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I can thank my brother for that one. <laughs> uh, um, 
see another probably surprise for you none of the new york teams made this list for me that is surprising i i i'm shocked even of itself like i think it's cold and the taxes are high yeah and they have that uh what is that that extra tax on the on the athletes in that yeah athletes and musicians and everything who travel there have to pay taxes for playing i i'm shocked enough in of myself i couldn't believe I didn't put a single like I I couldn't believe I didn't even put down the Giants or something. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Uh, number three, Chicago. So I I was okay. with you on the Bears part. I was with you on the Bears, but I just put them a little higher. And then, and it's almost like the same thing with like Cleveland and Washington and all that. It's like yeah. I mean, you could play there, but at the same time, you're just hoping for that top 10 first round pick. And then what are you going to do after that? Yeah. It's all hype. No, no essence or something. Yeah. My number three is Jets. Same reason as the Giants. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> number two, and that being born and raised in the greater Cincinnati area. You had them a little further down your list. I had them towards the top of the list. Number two, the Schittsburg Steelers. Respect. But I just can't do it. I mm. glad I was getting nervous they didn't make your list. It felt like I didn't know you first. If, if if I would have if I didn't put this on my list, my one hundred percent listenership in Philadelphia would have taken a dramatic drop. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> been like, hey, where'd you guys go? <laughs> My number two is the Chargers. I mean, LA's one city I have absolutely zero desire to ever visit. Mm. Uh, definitely don't want to live there. Don't want to play there. Keep me out of LA. Yeah. And then finally, number one team I most definitely don't want to be traded to is the New England Patriots. It's fair. Uh, fair for a lot of reasons. They didn't make my list. They did nearly, but they would have been further down the line. Uh, the Rams is my number one team, and it's the same reasons as the Chargers, plus they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl, so a little bitter. Well, we 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 had something in common, though. We had all the California teams. All the California teams, for sure. <laughs> all the California teams made both our lists. All the, like, our lists are actually pretty similar, except for the New York. Yeah, the two uh, New York teams. Chicago. And Dallas and Dallas and Jacksonville, like you and me are only off by like four different teams. Yeah. And uh, you have Jacksonville, Dallas and the New York teams. And then I had Minnesota, Green Bay, Cleveland. And what was the other one that I didn't have? New England. That's it. So, I mean, those were the only four teams. Now, you did bring a second list, right? Yep. And uh, we can go over that real quick. What's this other list that you brought? Top five teams I'd want to play for. You want to play for. Yes. And I'm going to go top to the bottom on this one. All right. Cincinnati Bengals. Hometown team. Cincinnati. You got to. That's my favorite. I think that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah. Buffalo Bills are my secondary AFC team. Plus, those fans are nuts. Oh, yes. Bills Mafia. They would be fun to play in front of. Bills Mafia is a special breed. Yes. And, And I remember when I was a kid playing in grade school. It was an early, early snowfall, and we got to play in the snow, and it was the most fun I ever had playing football. Great memories, and I feel like I'd get to play in the snow in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Green Bay. Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah. The tradition. Uh, I like Green Bay already. Great city. They're number three. Number four, Las Vegas Raiders. 
love Las Vegas, the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, climate's not bad out there, except for it's cold at night, but it warms up in the day. I don't know. I like Las Vegas. I've been there like five times. Ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, would love to play in that city. And Miami Dolphins. I like Florida in general. That's near a beach. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's near a beach. And but, they, but it's they also kind of underperform sometimes. But I really like Florida and it's near a beach. So huh. near a beach, but you're also near the Everglades, too. So I mean zero state income tax. Eh, I mean, you, you you pick and choose your pros and cons. I mean, pick pick and choose. Like me, I don't think I could pick the dolphins because of the Everglades. I don't want to walk out doors one day and just see a alligator underneath my car it's florida you legally have to stay strapped <laughs> <laughs> or or i don't want or i don't want to be like fishing or something and then all of a sudden i hook a like 19 foot long uh uh was it python or anaconda or something like that i don't so, want to do that i'm not fishing in the everglades i'm <laughs> fishing in the ocean but i mean you're in miami you're right next to it <laughs> I feel like I could handle all the uh, mosquitoes. I'd be more worried about. See, Raiders, I'd be okay with. Bills, they didn't make my no trade clause, but I mean, if we did like maybe top fifteen, they probably would have made it. Bengals, born and raised in the area, yeah, I totally would do Bengals. Uh, I put Green Bay on the no trade clause, but I mean, if I got drafted, then I'd be like, okay, I guess I got to bear it or something. If I got dra- to learn to deal with it, yeah, I'm gonna have to learn to deal with it or something. Um, man, I'm trying to think of the other teams that I would potentially want to play for. Who would your second choice be? Uh, after Cincinnati, maybe, hmm, maybe Tennessee. I I wouldn't say no to Tennessee. Tennessee's pretty. And then, yeah, I'd I do the Titans. And that uh, Packers would be number three if I got drafted by them. Raiders, same thing, got drafted. I'd be okay with Vegas. Um, I don't think I could do Miami or Jacksonville um, or Carolina for that matter. It's just like, eh, just get, let's just eliminate all the Eastern Seaboard teams. Let's just eliminate all the Eastern Seaboard teams. I just need to be inland or something. Um, Carolina almost made my no no trade clause <laughs> just because they're they've been so bad for so long. Well, their owner sucks too. And we I, know a little something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Cincinnati Bengals fans, yeah, we know a little something about that. Um. Man, number five. I'm trying to think of all the teams. Um, I mean, I got family in this state, so yeah. Indianapolis. I mean, you're playing inside a dome. They almost made mine just because of the proximity to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say Seattle. I don't want to say Denver. I mean, those could have made the top 10 don't play in list as well or no trade clause list as well. But at the same time, if I went to Seattle, at least I'm going to a contender. Yeah. Seattle's a contender. If I went to Denver, it's like, man, I've been to Colorado one time, and, I mean, I I didn't experience it at its worst. I experienced it in the summer at potentially its best, but at the same time, I don't think I could do that during football season. It's different. It's different. It's it's a drier cold. It's yeah. not it's not as the cold we have here is damp and gross and yeah. 
it just chills your bones out there it, it stings your skin but it doesn't hit your core the same. but the, but then also at the altitude playing at the altitude, the altitude too. would be definitely an adjust i feel like that's something you just adjust to naturally mm-hmm. arizona would be a good number five too i'd be okay with going to arizona the fact that all my home games are going to be played in like 70 to 80 degree weather in a dome it's like oh yes please bring it on yeah that's nice <laughs> there's just something i've never liked about the arizona cardinals and i don't have any reason for it there's there's nothing i just they just rubbed me the wrong way mm. What about Philadelphia? I'm not a fan of Philadelphia. Not a fan of Philly? Not even a lot. Oh, I'm sorry, Philly. I didn't know these thoughts of his before I brought him on the show. I was hoping you weren't going to ask, but I'm not going to lie about it. Not a Philly fan. Well, I mean, when I have 100% listenership out of Philadelphia... And that is like I have to appease them somehow, and I and I do love you guys. I really do. I, I appreciate it. The fact that I have a hundred percent listenership in Philadelphia, not one single percent in Pittsburgh, Shittsburg, should prove something to you guys. I mean, I don't hate them, right? They didn't make my no trade clause. They didn't make your no trade clause. They didn't make my no trade clause. But the, similar to, to Shittsburg did. Similar to your Buffalo, they'd have probably been in my top fifteen. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the bottom. Two or three were kind of hard to come up with for me. Like there was an easy seven. The bottom three were a little difficult. Mm. So getting to fifteen, I would have started putting. T- like I really didn't care at some yeah. point. But if I'm trying to come up with them, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking earlier today about like the cold and everything. Places that I wouldn't play in because it snows or because it's so cold or whatever. You were like, "Hey, you're making millions of bucks." Hire a driver. <laughs> so it's like that that's the best advice I've ever heard. Yeah. Hire a driver. It's like, okay, so now that kind of like t- but at the same time trying to live with all the cold or playing in that kind of cold is just like the big name college coaches who get DUIs and stuff and wreck their careers. <clears throat> Bob Huggins. Yeah, Bob Huggins. But he didn't really wreck his career. He went somewhere else and did fine. But like, he did fine up to a point. Loved him in Cincinnati. Hated to see him go. Uh, but like, well, he got into it with the uh, hire president. a driver. <laughs> Just hire a driver. Yeah. yeah, Huggins got into it with the uh, UC president at the time after yeah. his latest DUI when he was still the- Is that Nancy Zimmer. Zimmer? I think that's it. Yeah, Nancy Zimmer or whatever. Uh, yeah, got really into it, and she pretty much gave him an ultimatum. Okay, I either fire you or you put in your resignation. And he was like, "All right, fine. I guess I'm resigning." Yeah. And that, but then he went to his alma mater. He went to West Virginia. Yeah, and honest, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for him since he's been there. Um, well, I saw him coach twice. I, I went to a UC game. I can't I can't remember who they were playing, but I've been to a UC game and you're sitting in the nosebleeds. You can still hear him. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally still hear him in the I nosebleeds. I went to one, yeah. And that and then the second time I saw him, I was uh I went to NKU. I went to an NKU basketball game and West Virginia was playing NKU and we were sitting near courtside. Like, I mean, we were just a few rows away from being courtside. And seeing him closer up in person was so much better 
Yeah. And that is just like watching him move and everything. I mean, in the nosebleeds, you can hear him. But when you're down at courtside and you actually watch him go back and forth and yell, put his hands in his pockets, takes his hands out and everything. It's just a different level of entertainment and everything. And it's just like, yeah, ever since that second time, love Bob Huggins. Just I, loved him. I love the style of play his teams always had. They always played with so much heart and effort. They're, and I said this before, they, they all his teams are scrappy. Yeah, they're very scrappy. It's they're really fun to watch. It's it's a defensive mind minded uh team as well. Mm-hmm. And and that's my biggest problem with the NBA. It's it's just a scoring contest. Yes. You're not allowed to touch anybody. It's not it's a it's basically a no contact sport in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. That's that's why college is better mostly. They're yeah. actually allowed to play defense. You're allowed to put your hands on somebody and get a little rough now and then and not get penalized. Mm. What? So I have a real quick, uh, real quick question. So what do you think about defenders who get called for a foul? If the offensive player like leans into them while trying to take a shot? Yes. A lot of times. And I think the refs, honestly, I think they're doing their best and it's are the feet. If, if the feet are firmly planted and the, the, offensive player leans into them and makes contact with them, I don't think it should be a foul. If their arms are straight up directly above their head and but if they're forward, it's different. Yeah. They're taking up space. If they're straight up, shouldn't be a foul in my opinion. Um and if their feet are planted. If they're moving their feet still, I can see a gray area. Mm-hmm. Give them the foul fine. Where they are is unpredictable to the offensive player at that point. Mm-hmm. Because I just always never agreed with the fact, like you get to those late moments in the game or whatever, where the team is so the offensive team is so desperate or whatever to try and put something up to either get to the line or make something, make a three point potential play or something. And I always hate the fact that they charge the foul against the defensive player when he's just standing there, like don't move. Like I'm sure the coach told him, like, hey. Just stand there, arms up, don't do anything. If the guy leans into you, don't do anything. If the feet are planted, I think it's supposed to be an offensive foul. Yeah. Uh, That's hard to tell in the moment at real life speed. I would call a flop. I would call flopping foul on the offensive player. I wouldn't call charge. I would call flopping. I forgot flopping was a penalty now. Yeah. It's like if I saw that in college or NBA or anything, high school or anything, if I saw that, I'd been like, flop, it's the other team's fault. You know, in high school basketball, and uh, and it's trickling down to grade school now, it's after five fouls against a team in a quarter, the the other team gets two shots. Mm. Automatically, there's no more one-on-one. Mm. Uh, they're, they're doing that to try to make the game more legitimate basically don't try to extend the game with these penalties mm-hmm. and uh and then one and one and hope they miss a free throw get a ch- quick change of possession mm-hmm. uh, a little different little different aspect makes penalties hurt a little bit more too if the other team's good at shooting free throws mm-hmm. yeah i just that's one of those things where i've noticed it a lot especially during march madness where like that underdog team or something gets so desperate that they're like I, I got to draw a foul. I got to draw a foul. And yeah. I hate that. And other people have agreed with me. Like, yeah, that shouldn't be a foul on the defensive guy. Defensive guy's doing his job. The offensive guy, he was told like, hey, you just make contact with the guy. It's like, it's a foul or something. Yeah. Feet are planted. Arms are straight up. Should be an offensive penalty. Yeah. I agree. 
Totally, totally wrong. But at the same time, what are we going to do? We're the fans. We know what we want. The officials, they don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> at the same time, if you listen to fans, every time the rules would change way too frequently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we'd be making up rules every year. Yeah. <laughs> every game. <laughs> It's like, hey, I saw this game last night. I have an idea. I didn't like the way that ended. Let me tell you my thoughts. Hey, the handshake line, it was good, but I didn't like this. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, we, we are so fickle. <laughs> Maybe it's best they don't listen to every suggestion. Yes, yes. But at the same time, please keep an open mind. Yeah. Well, Steve, that's it. It's been an hour. Good deal. And uh, Did you have fun again? Quick hour, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Always have fun with uh, somebody uh, joining me in the penalty box or even the Steve Toberfest that took place on the grounds of our workplace and everything. That was supposed to be an undisclosed location. Uh, was it? Yeah, that's what you said during the episode. Uh, undisclosed location. Now now the cat's out of the bag. Well, I blame it on the beer. <laughs> And, and the bourbon that I had before, too. <laughs> I, I blame it on the alcohol. I just blame it on the alcohol. I always have fun drinking beer, talking sports, and having all kinds of shenanigans. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely appreciate that. So, guys, thank you. That's going to do do it for us here in the Penalty Box for episode 155, I believe. 155. Uh Special shout out to Spotify for Podcasters, our hosting platform. Thank you guys for 155 episodes. Uh, be sure to check out the show and follow the show on Instagram at Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word for all the beer, sports, and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes. We are also on Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Steve, would you like to do the honors? Google. After you, Google. Google. Oh, I love that part. I am your host, Charlie, reminding you guys that life is too short to drink crappy beer. And I will see you guys next week in the penalty box. Cue outro music. <laughs> and this one is in!